Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to this bonus podcast on 30-Minute Theology, The End Times. Um, we're doing this in hopes to just tie up a few loose ends or help you as you continue your personal study on this subject. Obviously, it's a huge topic of conversation, widely studied, widely debated, lots of resources out there. Um, but it's really worth digging into and discovering what the Bible has to say. Um, and that's what we're hopefully going to help you do today. So I'm here with Pastor Quint. Hey, hey, how's everybody doing? Um, super grateful that you've joined us on this podcast today. Just so uh, I'll say this at the beginning. So if there's any glitches along the way, you know why we're actually recording this via Zoom. So we are going to do our best to have quality uh, be good. But if you hear any emails come through or anything like that, that is why. Uh, but anyways, back to the topic at hand, you know, as we've said all along, this is not a subject that can be covered in just three or four conversations, we've done our best, but we've really given kind of that 30,000 foot view. Um, and then from that, some s- specific questions have come up. And so that's what the purpose of this podcast is today. Uh, we're going to try to chase down a few of these rabbit trails, trails and see what God might uh, reveal to us from some of your questions that you texted in. So uh, that's what we're going to do. And, you know, anytime you come at a subject that's this big, this vast, that's just bound to happen. There are um, there are big questions and, and sometimes we can get lost in the weeds or the details, but today we're going to kind of do that on purpose. I love what one person um, wrote into us. It wasn't so much a question as what as much as what they wrote. Um, they said, you know, the, the good thing, the encouraging thing about the end times is that if you want to get the basics, that you can get the basics pretty easily. And then from there, based on your personal hunger level and your personal interest level, dive even deeper. There's plenty of stuff to swim through and to go through and stuff like that. So today we're going to just do um, a few of those. So we're not going to call out who wrote these questions. All right. So uh, we're just going to do our best to answer what we received. Uh, I'm going to throw the first question to you, Pastor Nicole. Um, So I'm going to ask them pretty much as they were written. I'm just not going to say who wrote them. So if you're listening in, you'll probably be able to figure out which question is yours. But here is our first uh, question. Pastor Nicole, are we slowing down Jesus' return when we are helping during the troubles that are called for in the end times? Okay, so that's um, in some ways a really great place to start because we actually do have uh, quite a bit of clarity on this uh, particular issue or this particular angle of the end times. Um, the simple answer is no, <laughs> no, we are not slowing anything down uh, because once the Great Tribulation actually starts, we do know that that will be a seven year period. That's pretty clear in the scripture. And the truth is we just really are not powerful enough to change the timeline. It's really uh, very little to do with uh, God's not like wondering when it's going to happen or confused about uh, when it will happen or when we'll complete the things that need to happen. Um, that really the point is we are the ones that are supposed to be doing what God asks us to do while we're waiting, right? While we're anticipating, we talked about that a bit at the end of the series last week. And uh, it's this idea that we really um, don't need to be trying to figure out the nuances of the timeline. Um, I love Matthew 24, 14. It tells us, and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So Jesus really is actually alluding here to the fact that the Great Commission being lived out, right? Our conversations with other people, our 
um, effort to spread the gospel is what needs to happen to bring us to the point that Jesus will come back. So um, at this moment in time, he has not given uh, the great commission um, that, that the mandate is coming just four chapters later. And when we as Christians live that out, we're living out this verse from Matthew 24. So it should really be an encouragement to us to love and build and send the gospel uh, because it brings us closer to the day that we will be reunited with Jesus and ultimately see evil done away with. So um, we're not slowing it down. We're not speeding it up. We are right exactly on time where God wants us to be. And we do know what our task should be while we're waiting for the moment uh, that Christ comes. And that is to share the gospel with everyone that we meet. So anything to add, Pastor Quint? Well, yeah, I mean, I would just say kind of like you just alluded to there, Matthew 24, he gives this, uh, this revelation and this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed and then the end will come. And like you said, at that moment in time, he hadn't yet given the Great Commission, but this is almost the foreshadowing of Matthew 28, 19, the Great Commission, and the fact that that is what we are to do. So um, it's just cool to kind of see it in that light and, and realize he was he was almost hinting at what was to come just four chapters later as, as the how we would live out our calling and our salvation. So very cool. So good. All right. Well, I have the next question. Um, so it's kind of a big one. So all right. Sounds good. Buckle up, (laughs) Uh, but I'll, I'll let you start on this one. Uh, so here's the next question. If the rapture theory is correct and it tends to make a case for the Lord returning two more times, once to rapture the church and then for the battle of Armageddon. So the person's asking, is that correct? Uh, another point that, uh, I have tend to question who is in the millennial rule. I think there's a case to be made that it's the 144,000. So just maybe start unpacking just that one. <laughs> all of it. Let's go. All right. So yeah, that's definitely a little bit more complex. Uh, so let's start with the beginning, the rapture part. Uh, this person, this person is essentially asking if the rapture theory is correct, then it tends to make the case for the Lord returning two more times. Yes or no. Um, so at the very top of that question, I guess, is that reminder we talked about in week two, that the word rapture does not appear in scripture. So he, this person, uh, says rapture theory, um, really, I guess what I would like to point out with that is that word harpazo that we preached on, on week two, that word does appear in the new Testament 14 times. It is from that word. We get the word rapmuir. And in English, we have translated that word to the word rapture. So we see verses like 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17 that talk about us being caught up. Um, you just read from Matthew 24. There's another verse in Matthew 24 um, that, that talks about two, two men in a field and one is taken away. Uh, so um, I guess to get to the answer, I, I, would, I think I would say that this is a starting point. Um, for a lot of people who want to, we, we talked in week two of this series about pre-trib rapture, mid-trib or post-trib. This is probably a great starting point for the post-trib view of the rapture because um, what this person is asking in their question is, are we saying that God re- Jesus returns to rapture his church and then separately returns for the battle of Armageddon? And I think that what we would say is that we know that he will return one more time. The f- we don't know that Christ will return two more times. We do know that he will return one more time, the final time. Uh, and it says, uh, as it says in Thessalonians, Lord will return and we will be caught up to him. So it makes sense that it would be at the end of those seven years, that tribulation, 
Um, and that would signify the beginning of the millennial reign, which is what we talked about this last week, week three. So, uh, so all of that is explained in Revelation 20. Um, and so that actually leads well into the next part of this person's question. Um, but let me recap here. So Christ's return at the rapture or the catching up seems to be aligned with the end of the tribulation and the beginning of the millennial reign. Uh, when you dig into this, uh, into these details from there, who, whoever is reigning with Christ, who, who will be reigning with Christ in that millennial reign. Okay. So do you, do you want to let me come up for air here, Pastor Nicole, and you'll take yeah. kind of that, uh, <laughs> yeah, question or, or that part of the question. Yeah. And maybe just to add a little bit to what you're saying as well. So I think, uh, if may, maybe people that are pre-tribulation that say the rapture is going to happen first, they would not count that as Christ coming back, sure. uh, like a second time. So then he has to come back a third time. They would just say, okay, that's us going to him. You know, the right. scripture says every eye will see every, you know, everyone will know, well, that's not when that will happen. Uh, that maybe there'll be this rapture that will happen. That's just how pre-tribulation people think about, you know, if, if that's your theory, uh, they don't necessarily count that as like a second coming and a third coming, um, right. if you will. So just for a little clarity on that. However, um, it, it is a great question because how will that look? What will that, you know, seem like? So, um, so let's Let's just go ahead to this 144,000 um, thought here. Who are those people? You know, where are they? What are they doing? Um, so you mentioned Revelation 20, Pastor Quint, and I, I love that passage. In verse 4, we read, it says, I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given authority to judge, and I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or its image and had not received its mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Um, so whoever it is that's reigning with Christ, uh, we know, did not take the mark of the beast, did not worship the Antichrist. We know this for sure. Um, and if you go back to Revelation 14, you see a little bit of the explanation of the 144,000. Um, so, uh, you know, it, this is a big topic, but it absolutely could be the 144,000 who are ruling with Christ. That's a possibility if you read verses three and four in that chapter, but it does not explicitly state. Um, so we wouldn't want to make that jump or make that assumption for sure. Um, I would say it, it could be an educated thought, uh, but what we just don't know for sure. It seems much more responsible to purpose in our hearts um, to do all that we can to pursue Jesus and strive to be found blameless and holy in that moment uh, so that we are prepared, if this is true, to rule alongside our Savior for those thousand years. Um, we don't want any easy, easy exits or handing off any responsibility. We want to grow into the full maturity that Christ has for us. And so in some ways, um, thinking about this is important, but it also should not necessarily drive any type of behavior or lack of commitment that we may have. Uh, because either way, we know what we're supposed to be doing, right? And how close we're supposed to be following Christ. So, amen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> wow. That, that question was a doozy. I will say yeah. that. Uh, that was some deep stuff. Um, but this is really good. Good content. It really makes you dig in and think. And that's really the, the hope and the point here. So, I guess I would just add a couple of thoughts uh, that came up with different people. As we were walking through the series, of course, I had different conversations with people and stuff. Um, so the first thought or the first thing I would like to remind all of us is that the point in all of this is not debating or fighting with other believers on this stuff. You might feel very strongly it's the 144,000, 
you might feel very strongly pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, rapture, all these different things. But at the end of the day, none of us can really know this for sure. We just, uh, we can't. And so um, I talked to two different people that I respect so greatly who are so smart on this topic and both of them had different views. And I don't think that undermines either of their credibility. It's just, that's where their studies have led them. Um, and so, you know, Paul talked in so many of his letters to young churches about the mysteries of the faith. And I think the reality is that we aren't meant to know it all. We aren't meant to control it all. And we need to come into it. You know, Jesus talked about childlike faith. We need to come into this as children who are curious and who are faith-filled and who are humble. Um, we need to be humble with each other. We need to be listening. We need to be growing. That's really our whole point is just that we would be considering all these different views. That's why we really wanted to dig into this, um, this subject. So that's really got to be our posture um, through all of this. But uh, how about this? We got two more questions. So how about I'll ask you one, Pastor Nicole, and then you can ask me the final one. Does that sound good? I think that's fair. All right. Sounds right. good. Um, but this, this has been really good. So how about we'll go with, uh, here's, here's your question. What okay. comes after the 1000 year reign? Well, that is a great question. And we know that one. Uh, the good news is it's eternity. It's eternity. Something eternity. we talk about with great expectation and hope uh, will finally be realized. Um, we know that uh, there will be when God will reign. In fact, in some ways, it's that circular motion all the way back to the Garden of Eden, that most perfect place where um, humans and God have that perfect um, relationship and connection. There's no sin. There's no heartache. Um, there's two key events that the scripture tells us will take place at the end of the thousand year reign um, that opens the door to that eternity that we really anticipate. And the first is the judgment of Satan. Uh, Revelation 20 verse 7 tells us at the end of the thousand year lockup of Satan, he goes out, he deceives one final time. He incites this great war and it's at that war that he's defeated and he's thrown into hell forever. And the second event is um, the great white throne judgment. We find that in Revelation 20 verse 11, uh, right after the judgment of Satan is complete. And really with both of these things that taken place, we enter into Revelation 21 where there's a new heaven and a new earth and Christ is proclaiming from the throne. Behold, I'm making all things new. And we know there are no more tears, no more death. And it's the beginning of forever. Um, and that will be a day like no other. And so we really have a hopeful future. We have a hopeful, um, you know, hopeful things coming toward to us. And we do know that someday evil will be reckoned with forever. Mm. And I think that's uh, maybe the best news of all of this study. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think that um, if this is your first introduction to this series, if someone sent you this podcast and you're hearing all this and it, you don't feel like we're going deep enough or, or some of these things, we're talking about them like you should know what we're talking about. I'd encourage you to go back and listen to the series weeks one, two and three, because we did hit on a couple of these things that that final judgment, the thousand year millennial reign, some of that in uh, week three would have been that part of it. But if you go back and listen in succession this is kind of the continuation of a conversation that's been happening for three weeks. So uh, yeah. just uh, something to add there, but okay. So that's, okay. that's awesome. I'm here for that. I'm ready yeah. for the eternity <laughs> part of this thing. That's for me sure. Too, me too. And if there is more, uh, you know, to be written than we don't already know, um, God will tell us when we need to know, you know, I think right. it, it's kind of this trusting of, um, 
not everything he's told us has happened yet. So if he needs to continue to tell us more, he will when the time is right mm-hmm. and uh, we can trust it for it. So, all right. Are you ready for your final question? And we'll wrap this all up. I am. No I pressure, am. no pressure. Um, do you feel, this is the question. Do you feel that the rapture is near? Have all events prophesied according to the Bible been fulfilled as of yet that tell us that this could happen at any time? Like, should we be kind of like, living on the edge of our seats, Quint, or do you think that, uh, you know, what, what, it, where are we sort of in the timeline? All right. Well, I'm going to give a trick answer. I will tell oh, you that. Of course you will. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sounds good. I guess I would say this. I'm not going to pretend to know whether or not it's near because the Bible tells us that no one knows the day or the time. So I'm not going to tell you that I know because no one knows. All right. Um, now, have all the events prophesied been fulfilled? I think we can safely say no, not yet. Like if that, if they had, we would have experienced the second coming. We would have experienced uh, these things. So we know not everything has been fulfilled. All right. Um, like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, the gospel needs to go everywhere and then the end of time will come. So as Jesus said in Matthew 24. So Um, so that would be kind of my precursor, but here is my, my trick answer. Um, a long time ago, I don't really even remember when or why or how this came up in conversation or in my study, but God revealed something to me in his word that has really just stuck with me. Anytime this, uh, this type of conversation comes up or, or really just kind of my viewpoint as a pastor. And so there is a scripture in James four that says life is but a vapor or life is but a a mist. Let me read it for you here. Uh, It says, you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life. You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. And I think we all know stories of people, people close to us, people that we know, people that we don't know who have left this earth too soon, whose life was, was cut short. We also know people who have lived long lives, but even in living a long life, it still came to an end sooner than, you know, they may have felt ready or we even realized. And so, like I said, I don't remember where I was, why this came up, but it's just stuck with me forever. God pointed out to me that the reality is every one of us is living in our own personal last days mm-hmm. because our life is but a vapor. So however long you might live, it's here today, it's gone tomorrow, it's here and it's gone and it happens so fast and time is so fleeting. And so, you know, we just need to live, in my opinion, with this sober realization that we have one chance, one shot to give everything to Jesus Christ. We have one shot to pursue him, one shot to pursue a life of holiness. And then before we know it, it's all gone. It just, it happens before time just happens so, so fast. And so um, I, you know, I don't know, I can't say specifically where we are, on the end times timeline. We know as we've studied that we're in the church age, we know we are still awaiting the second coming, but we also know that our lives are far shorter and happen far faster than we can even keep up with. Uh, And so we need to live with an urgency and a dependency and an intentionality um, that our Holy Savior more than deserves, you know, and that's a life of worship. That's an act of worship. And, And so that would be kind of my answer is that, where are we? You're at the, the person writing this is asking, where are we specifically as far as the timeline, the rapture? We don't know that, but we do know that in our own personal lives, it's happening faster than we can even keep up with most days. And we need to make every one of them count and live with that intentionality. And so that would really be my answer. And I would encourage you 
to maybe spend some time in James four and, and get that revelation for yourself and that realization that, you know, life is a vapor and then it's gone. And, and so we need to make every day count. Yeah. I think that's so good. I think living with that urgency and that dependency is so important. And if at the very least, like if you came and worshiped with us for the last three weeks, or you're listening to this podcast or whatever it is, if the only thing or the very thing that you'll get out of any of this conversation isn't as much of, okay, I'm going to, we're going to figure it out, right? We're going to like decode it. It really, truly what we should learn from any of the study of the end times is that we're more centered around Christ, that our lives are more centered around Christ and we're living ready because we know Christ is coming back and his promises are true. All the details around that are fun and interesting and we should study them, but really are, is not the point, you know, like is not the focus of the conversation. And so I love how you answered that, uh, Pastor Quentin. I think that's a challenge for all of us um, listening today and all of us that, are, that follow Jesus. Yeah, so good. Well, hey, thanks so much for tuning into this bonus podcast. Like I said, if you haven't heard the first three sermons that came before this podcast, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that. Uh, if this has piqued your interest and it's something that you're really, you know, you want to know more about, I would encourage you to check out that resource list and exhaust those and go through those books and those podcasts and those different things. And if you have any questions, you can always email us here at the church or, or give us a call. We'd love to get you in touch with someone who might help you further your study. Uh, but this has been really good. Thanks so much, Pastor Nicole, uh, for leading the way on this topic and for putting this uh, series and this podcast together. And thank you for tuning in and listening. And we hope it has blessed you greatly. So we will catch you next time. Thanks so much.